We got the truth. We got the truth. We got the truth. A small business. We got the truth. We got the truth. We got the big truths of small business. Sponsored by Yes I Rent. Yes I Rent. Yes I Rent. Property Management. Place good tents and collect your rent. What? Maintain your properties and account for it. Truth. We got the truth. We got the truths. We got the big truths. Small business sponsored by SIREN. Whoa. Wow. Welcome to the big truths of small business, and we're excited. My name is Joe Watkins. This is Travis Castle. We're excited because we're doing video for the first time. Right there. Look at it, Joe. And, and, and there is no video producer behind that camera. This is all done at our expertise. And we're not going to be talking to you for the rest of the show, but we had to say welcome to our first Big Truths of Small Business podcast on video, on YouTube. And that gets us to what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today? We've talked about so much already we're going to talk about a little bit about COVID-19 and the impacts of that on your business and let's get more clear about what we're going to talk about okay how do you keep your headspace clear as the business owner as the leader of your company Mm. in the midst of chaos COVID chaos we are in the midst of chaos. They go hand in hand, yes. COVID and chaos. So right. we're going to use COVID uh, as, as this chaos that we're in now, but there's others that we can tie this to. And I okay. think some of the principles we're going to talk about, it's going gonna, it's gonna to work for, for okay. both of those. Fire away. Or, or any of those. So, so that, that's the show is uh, how do we keep our headspace clear? What, is, what, is, what has COVID done mm. to impact uh, how we – survive in our business on a daily basis um and what we're trying to say here is we're about to go to the well mm. we're about to go to the well about to go to the well and uh the well is you travis that's you <laughs> oh, i'm the well yeah let's go it's a very shallow let's go. what well. what is all right so so i'm going to give you my spin when you say covid19 it's very hard for me not to look at the camera i love the camera joe look at me look joe asked me not to look at the camera i am looking right now I'm looking at the no. Camera. This is let's let's keep let's all get, right. Let's so, skip something right, for I'm do. sorry. So we're gonna keep it. So COVID nineteen to me is a code word. I don't I don't want to think in this podcast. Let's don't think so much about COVID nineteen as let's think about you know look. Um, let's think about your divorce that you got. Let's think about um, something that happened in your family, in your life, in your kids. Let's think about something that happened kind of to you, I think is what I'm trying to say. So COVID-19, the strategy behind defeating COVID-19, we're going to get into this and lay this out, right? But I think I think just the terminology COVID-19 to me represents chaos. Chaos. Some, something that has happened to you. Something you woke up one morning and you went, oh my God, I got to deal with that. So what you're saying is the the crux of the show is... Whatever that chaos may be, and we, we do believe that COVID's you know, created a lot of it right now. Sure has. Um, whatever that chaos may be, the show is about 
there's some things that are occupying your headspace in your in your life in your business. I'm gonna say in you, sure, the leader, the owner. This having some dramatic impact on where you are positioning yourself in your business, where your business is going, how your team members are are viewing what's going on, how they're reacting and responding. This is what you're saying, mm-hmm. and uh, and I like that. And so we're gonna give some some thoughts and suggestions and some things that we've thought about and how to deal Absolutely. with this. So, so the first one thing is, is what is your chaos? Mm-hmm. What are the things that are in your mind that are, that are just consuming you that are preventing productivity? You got to identify. It's number one. You well, have to identify what they are. How do you do that, Travis? I, I'm going to get super real here and, and talk about something. So, you know, Joe and I both have, uh, all of our kids are teenagers, and they're kind of in the upper part of being a teenager, right? I mean, uh, Keith's 19, right? Yeah, I'm a 19 so and a 21-year-old. Barely hanging on with yeah. Keith, and you got a 21-year-old. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so I got 15, I got 18, I got 20. Uh, so I got two teenagers, 20-year-old. And, you know, w- w- the conversation with them a lot of times uh, for me is, what do you control here? So when, I, when we talk about chaos and we talk about you wake up one day, something happens, you get in a car wreck, you know, your, your girlfriend breaks up, you're, or you're, you're you know, talking to teenagers here, your boyfriend breaks up. What part of that do you look at and do you go, you know, this is the part of this I control. And how good can I get at determining the part that I control and again, talking about COVID-19 here, you know, what, what part of COVID-19 do you control? Because uh, that's affecting everybody right now. But beyond that, what part of, again, your wife, your kids, your car that broke down this morning, uh, maybe your small business is relying on that car. What part of this in hindsight here or in foresight, as we're talking about it, do you control? So that's the first piece. When I talk to somebody about this situation, so uh, identifying what those things are that are that are in your head space, and then what part of those are in your control. That's right. I mean, I th- I think you've got to at some point give up on the part that you can't control and quit focusing on it. So for you and me right now, we've talked a lot about COVID nineteen. I mean, we've got um, eight or nine people here, you know, that are involved in our intimate day-to-day life of running our business. Those people all have different views, by the way, on COVID-19. You you talked about team members. You have to be sensitive on some level as to opposing views of this. Some people are hypersensitive to what's going on. Some people are, ah, no big deal. So the spectrum within your small business may range dramatically. I think you've got to be sensitive to the team members that are saying, which we have team members that say, look, I'm high risk here. If I get this. This isn't just, you know, we, we've talked, and this has come up in our business, you know, somebody walks in the office here without a, uh, a mask on, and my day's interrupted, it's not an appointment, it's unexpected, I'm literally, you know, fearing for my life. I mean, you and I have had to deal with this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I think the, the character uh, of your business gets revealed in crisis and chaos. Um, and then I'm going to, I'm going to second that by saying if the character of your business is depleting and struggling 
and and you know lacking direction on how to survive and how to get through COVID, then that's a leadership thing. And, uh, you know, as we know, everything rises and falls with leadership. And so how you as the leader are, are, are confidently directing the path, people ultimately just want to follow a leader. That's right. And so they're looking for, for leadership. And if you, if you want to look at the political climate right now, uh, I, I, I rarely do. There is a lot of varying opinions on COVID-19. Oh, yeah. And there's and there's a lot of uh, varying opinions on on other political movements that are that are happening right now. Yeah, that are in our headspace. Absolutely. And 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 in our people's headspace. And in our people's right. headspace. Yeah. And so, you know, I I think one of the things that I'm suggesting is as your team is going to follow your lead. So if you're stressed out about it, if you're talking about it, if you're letting it affect you, if you're if you're acting like the world as we know it has changed because of COVID nineteen, a new virus that I understand has some some, some major effects on some folks, mm-hmm. but if we if we're if we're if we're just gonna, you know, act like that our entire life as we know it has changed because of this, then so are our people. You know, I, I agree with that. So I'll get pretty personal with this, and I'll I, and so I'm going to ask you to, you know, just very specifically, instead of talking in general generalities here, I'll talk pretty specific in terms of how I feel like I deal with and how I think about COVID nineteen. Look, and I think my opinion is as valid, by the way, as any I've heard. I think your opinion is too, and I think anybody listening's opinion is too, because frankly, opinions are everywhere on this issue. So. Um, as much as I hate to say it, you know, I, I know people that have uh, died in car wrecks. Okay. This is the way I view this. All right. So I'm, I'm open to being wrong. I'm open to being corrected. This is the way I think about this and view this. I know people who have died, um, you know, look, I don't want to list all of them. You know, pretty depressing. But well, in, in, in any part of life that somebody partakes in, Death occurs is what you're saying. So what I'm saying is I recognize that by waking up, coming here, doing this with you, we're, we're right now, you and I are about four feet apart. We're not six feet apart. Five. Five feet. I recognize my nose kind of. That's true. Kind of puts it out there a little bit. Um, I accept the risk is what I'm saying. I fully accept the risk. So there's something going on right now. We hadn't talked about saying this, but uh, I followed a political candidate uh, a few years ago who I really liked. I, I, he he uh, he had a, he took over from uh, Neil Bortz on WSB Radio. Herman Kane. Herman Kane currently has COVID nineteen. Has COVID nineteen? Come to find out, and I didn't know uh, Herman, for a month. Herman kind of had some um, his, his his stance on this was awesome. But look. I don't really know what his stance is. I know what his detractors right now are saying his stance was. Let me be real specific. And apparently he was kind of like, hey, I think this is overblown. Okay. So Herman ended up getting it. Herman is a cancer survivor is my understanding. Um, so he kind of high risk, in other words, 70 plus. And by the way, Herman Kane, we're, we're out of McDonough, Georgia, and Herman Kane is right here. One city over is where he broadcasts from. Oh, is Stockbridge, it? Georgia. No, I didn't know that. Eagles Landing Country Club. I love Herman Kane. He's, he's at Eagles Landing all the time. I want Herman on the show. We can get him. Okay. 
right. If he makes, you know, let's, get him out of COVID. Let's get him out of COVID first. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, prayers for Herman. Um, loved him on the radio. Identified with what he had to say. Okay. So mm-hmm. he's a guy who, man, I wish Herman Cain, frankly, had, uh, uh, you know, had, had been our president. I think I was on board with his message. I've identified. But right now, you know, on social media, Herman is getting just trashed. Apparently, he had some things to say about COVID-19 and uh, was basically saying, hey, look, you know, maybe not a big deal. Again, I don't know. But the backlash, what I want to say about this topic specifically is, so I get on Herman Cain's Twitter. You know, Twitter is the worst part of the universe, if you haven't been on Twitter much. But Twitter, people just basically saying, you know, in effect, what they're saying is, I hope you die, Herman. You dismiss this. You belittle this. You 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 act like this wasn't a big deal, and now you got it. I, you know, I hope you're dead. Let me just say that's something. That's just ugly. Yeah. Let me say something. That, that, that's, that's absurd. If that's you saying that online about this situation, you're, you're, you're just small. You know, I mean, I've got no respect for that. Um, what what we're hearing about this topic is all over the board. Well, it is, and the point the point is that um, you know we have to be have empathy for for other for other people. We have to show consideration. Um, we may need to have let some people off at certain times to to That's handle right. certain things. That's right. But my business that I'm a leader of keeps plowing forward because I run my business I, I and run. I choose the direction and I refuse to let government tell me how to run my business. Well, I, 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 and, I, and that's all I want to say about that is I run my business and my people will feed for me and I've built a culture around people that trust me and, 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 and great leadership is I, I think I may have more influence at times Certainly, than CNN has Absolutely. on my people. I hope so. I hope so. And so, well, that's that, that's a pretty significant point. I mean, do you have that? I mean, anybody listening right now, are you shrinking from a voice in this? And look, let, let's be clear again. A, I think COVID nineteen is deadly if you get it. I think your life is at risk. I do think that. I think it's at risk for a small portion of people. My understanding is it can be severe. Uh, even if your life is not at risk, there, there can be damage here. So I, I gleam this from the media. But here's what I'm saying about car wrecks and, and things that happen en route to work every day. I'm not talking about cancer, honestly. I'm not talking about heart. I'm talking about stuff that we all accept every single day. I accept that by engaging in the type of business that I do, so for for our business, for people listening right now, I mean, I do sales for our business. I, I, I went into three households yesterday. I went in with a mask on out of respect. When I got inside the household, I, I sort of decided what was going on with these people, with my customers. Um, we socially distanced. We did. And I asked them when it was a pro, we were you know, 10 feet apart, way beyond what was recommended. I asked them if it was okay if I took the mask off. That's the way I decided to do it. If, if my customer said, no, I'm uncomfortable with that. I'm going to keep the mask on. Absolutely. Yes. Well, in some cases, people are more comfortable if it's off. And, uh, you know, and so uh, the, the reality here, here is, is that there's a lot of unknowns which, ca- which creates chaos. And I think so. how, do you, 
how do you pull chaos into something a little bit more controllable? Well, you start creating some more knowns in it. And, and so as a leader, we have to decide how we're going to handle crisis and how we're going to direct. And, and then we confidently do that. Crisis so, is the word. So when I when, so you want to get things out of, out of your headspace and out of your people's headspace, be confident, make a decision, enroll. And if you've got to make a different decision, then shift and make a different decision and roll. Don't look back. Don't toss it over, turn it around. Don't, don't be the news media in your business. Where they're just tossing and turning, tossing and turning, tossing and turning. I mean, it, so it, that, it, that's that's a point. It, it, it's just make. whoever you want to listen to these days. Your people are listening to you at the end of the day. You are the director of your business. You are deciding the rules and regulations. You cannot shrink from this issue. You cannot say, well, when I listen to Fox News, they say this. When I listen to MSNBC, they, I don't know what to do. You have to make a decision, I think, is the point I'm making. And beyond that, I think the point I'm making is – I'm willing to accept, if I'm wrong about this, to say I'm willing to accept getting in the car and driving around. Well, with, I'm willing with, to with accept the, with the risks happens. that are there. I mean, everything exactly we do has right. some risk around it. So some other things that might be uh, filling your headspace uh, that, by the way, tie directly to a crisis like COVID-19, but these are, these are other effects of uh, how much time you spend on Facebook reading all this stuff and looking at all this garbage. Uh, you know, h- how much time are you just spending on Facebook trying to figure out whether you should wear a mask or not wear a mask? Cause all the pen- opinions vary. Hey, uh, how much time are you listening to, to, to fear mongering? And then the ones that oppose that, you know, h- how much time are we investing in crisis? Cause by the way, where you invest your time, the more of it, is what is going to become important to you. So if you want COVID-19 to be the most important thing in your business, and by the way, there's some out there that do, not just the ones that are in the the PPE uh, sales business, but I've been to companies that I I think they're more about COVID-19 protection than they are about their their customers. Okay. So, you know, if you want COVID-19 to be what your business is, then, then, then go spend all your time on Facebook, go, you know, Go super extreme on everything and, and, and demonstrate to everybody that's your number one. Look, look, now, it might have an impact that you don't like, but you can do that. I'm just saying you can't hide from it. You know, and I think that's what you're saying is is ultimately your people are going to take direction from you. I mean, there's small, there's small business owners listening to this who are deciding whether or not their employees wear masks during the day. That's a decision the small business owner makes. And so you, you end up having to make a decision and kind of live with, with those results. So... You know, in our in our business, and, and the reality is that decision we talked about uh, last week, uh, we spoke a lot about empathy. So if you've got somebody in your business, uh, which we do, quite frankly, who is in a high-risk category, it's a different conversation. You know, there, there, there's some empathy that does need to, no matter where you fall, let's recognize the reality is, from what we could gleam, that there are some categories here that are high-risk. Yeah, I mean, we, we, and, we, and we should... And we should be sensitive to be that. Sensitive, of course, yeah. and, and, and put protections in play. I mean, that, and, 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 and that's, that, that, that needs to be done. Yeah. Um, so, 
again, I, I, COVID, we're just using that as a, you know, a correlation to, to crisis, to chaos. So let's, let's, let's don't forget there's other things here that are getting your headspace. You better believe Again, it. Facebook was in your headspace long before COVID-19. Yeah, COVID-19 absolutely. is just the, the, what you're looking at That's on right. Facebook. Right. But how many hours of the day are you allowing Facebook to steal from you? Mm. So one of the things that I want to say is sort of a, maybe a number three here is schedule things that are important to you in your schedule and then let the other things fill in. And what I, what I see oftentimes with business people in all kinds of ways and even parents and, and, and any role you want to put yourself in is that oftentimes we actually let the stuff fill our day or schedule our day. And then we fill in the gaps with the things that are important to us. <laughs> and, well, and so I, I think what has COVID-19 done for me personally? Hey, this has been a, I don't know. This has been a, an incredible time frame for hmm. me. There's no negative here, buddy. What COVID-19 has done for me is put some razor sharp points on some of the things I believe. I agree with you. It's put some razor sharp points on where I want to head hmm. and where I don't want to head. Hmm. Uh, it's put some razor sharp points on me on what's, what's important to me hmm. and what's not. What's real and what's not. And so what COVID-19 has done for me is, is, is gotten me out of bed a little bit with a little bit more juice to go make a daggum difference in this world well, I, for the things I believe in, the things that I care about, the things that I want the next generation pointed towards. And we can do that right in our, in our small business. So, so I had a pastor one time, you know, you, you remember, it's amazing. You, know, you, you remember certain sermons, you sit through hundreds of them in your life. And, but there's a few that stand out. And there's one phrase that a, a pastor of mine used to say all the time. He used, to, he used to weave about every six weeks. He would weave it into the sermon and just pour it over us. And it was, you know, Joe, the death rate, according to science, which we all respect science, the death rate hovers, hovers right around 100%, by the way. <laughs> Pretty good timing. I'll give you that one. The death rate's 100%, brother. In light of that, and in light of the fact that there's the COVID virus, hit it again. <laughs> we need to make some decisions about why are we doing this? What are we doing? Where is this headed? And I agree with you. I think things become, uh, I mean, it's almost like a thing you can't reproduce in this environment where you go, no. man. What is real? What? Why are we doing this? Why don't we show up to work every day? What is? What is the res, What are we looking for? Let me say here? it this way: the clarity that has come through COVID nineteen, and I'm just saying, I suggest this is something that if this is not occurring for you, I think think about what we're saying here. The clarity that's come through COVID nineteen for me is that I need to have clarity. You sure do. Uh, uh, Absolutely. The clarity is that I need to have more clarity. <laughs> sure. yeah. And 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 rather than saying it, I'm doing it. Right. And and we're we're doing that. Hey, this podcast has come out of COVID nineteen. Hundred percent. You know, we we said, you know, 
you know, we're, we're stuck. We can't do a whole lot early on because we didn't know what this thing was all about. We want to espouse some things. Mm. And we thought we were just going to espouse each other until thousands of listeners have tuned in. Thousands. And so, you know, this thing's working, yeah. and we love it. Well, and, and, and we love impacting small business guys. And so listen, get some clarity. Get, get some downtime to get some uptime. Get, get some clarity through crisis. I, I think, That's what happens to me. I think really good leaders are really good at vision casting for the people that are around them. I think it's hard for a lot of leaders to year after year provide that vision to that that really motivates everybody, you know. When you get in a situation like this where we're talking about health issue, I mean the very basic deal with, you know, being a human is what's what's the status of my health? What's going to be the status of my health next week? I mean, even your people right now are are in a situation where they're wanting to know, you know, why why do I show up and work for you? Why, why do I? Why do I stay? Why, why do I do the nine to five for you? You better have some answers for that, brother. You better have <laughs> some answers for that. You better be pouring vision into your people. You better be taking some time out of their day. It's a great point to communicate vision and, to your folks. And we're doing that. You know, I, I felt very convicted the last two weeks to 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 pull off of sort of the the daily issues of the week because we have a. a a meeting the same day we do a podcast today. We have a, a meeting with the team in the morning and uh, I've taken the last two weeks to, to pour into them a little bit. Again, when, when there's distraction and there's crisis and there's uncertainty, I need to bring clarity. And so that's what I feel like has been necessary with the team is to, is to, is to pull them in to, who we are, where we're going, and let's talk about what's really important in our business. Let's 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 be careful to let all the things that get us angsty about things we can't. Oftentimes, like you said, things we can't control. Mm. Let's be careful not let those dominate our headspace. Because let's talk about what's important in the property management business: mm. placing excellent tenants. Right. You have an excellent tenant, and then then the downstream of your problems. Get way better, yep. right? Um, you have uh, excellent properties. As we get better, better at, 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 at helping owners understand that an excellently maintained property and modern property gets the excellent tenant. That's right. Which reduces all your downstream. Let's let's work right there on our team. If we work right there, then all of this starts to correct itself. That that's the clarity I'm talking about I, here. I think so. So I'm going to give you a phenomenon here that I want to ask you if you notice this in any of your friends and your your sphere of influence here. And uh, you know, it's just for for me, I recognize it as a truth. So, any of your buddies ever get a divorce, Joe? You know, anybody's mm-hmm. got a divorce. Mm-hmm. Okay, is it typical of somebody that gets a divorce that they lose weight? Yeah. They get in great shape. Yeah. They start getting their life in order. They do. They get their headspace right. They get clear. They become pretty marketable. They get marketable <laughs> quickly. <laughs> right, because they have an insecurity around, oh my goodness, am I going to find a life partner here? Am I, am I going to be single the rest of my life? Listen, it's a great example we're talking about. In the crisis, they struggle. Somewhere in that crisis... 
there's a firm decision of what's happening. They get self-aware. And when they go, this is it. This is the turning point. Now, there is, everything just becomes so much more clear about where I'm going. And, and it's a great, it's a great yeah. visual to what we're talking about. Well, um, I, th- I think crisis does that in almost every way. When something happens that's almost third party, it happen- you feel like it happens to you, and you feel like, hey, i got to get stronger. I'm going to have to, in order to survive this, I've got to tighten up. i got to strengthen up. I think that's this. So, so COVID-19 is, to me and to you, and I think what we've tried to do here, this is an opportunity. It is an opportunity. For, for your small business. No question. Listen, we brought in uh, a friend of mine, Brett Halp. Thank you, mu- thank you much, Air thank Brett, you, Brett, for coming. But he came on his own time because he, he had been, uh, uh, I don't know, several, two or three months he wasn't working um, with his company and had some time. And, and what he does for his company is he – he does leadership training and team building training, and 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 we thought, I mean, what what a great opportunity to bring him in, tremendous, and pour into us. Yep. And, it, and boy, he did. Oh, it was better than expected. No. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It poured into us, and yep. so out of that, what what I came with, and this this was in last last week's meeting, I was like, guys, that was so impactful to me. What 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 was poured into us mm-hmm. in our and who we are and our training and our education and, and our thought processes that I want to continue to do that. So I want you to come back to me next week with what, are, give me two things that you, you would like for us to invest in you, whether it be education, whether it be counseling, whether it be, it didn't matter. This was super, I mean, just as a very tactical thing, we've been talking philosophical, but just as a very tactical thing. So Brett, when we say Brett, Brett, Brett does, uh, Kind of team building exercises for a huge uh, company for Delta. For for Delta, he, he's been off work. Um, he's going back, I think, in August. But he had free time. He's a, a, a longtime buddy of Joe's. Offer knew about our situation. Offered to come into our people. He did. He did this team building exercise. And to me, the takeaway, one of the big takeaways from that day, I've had this happen twenty years ago. Another business that I was in, but he gave he presented this platform where we could kind of honestly encourage each other demonstrate to each other that we were a part of a team yes and and in doing that it sort of changed the way i think that we everybody we had a look frankly we had a couple of situations within the team not bad not horrible not disaster but you know not 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 really good that i think in that experience became pretty good and people began to see each other wait a minute you're on my team and mm. i'm going to say that i've said this to joe before when you recognize that somebody's on your team, it's a game it's, changer. It's all the if if you're on my team and you're working for my good, you can say anything. That's to right. Me, by the way, well, listen, and that's uh, you know one of the things we encourage in our company is 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 to be able to be free to say mm. you think differently, you come from a different place, you got different experiences, you got different thoughts, you got different whatever religious backgrounds political background i don't care i the reason why we call it i'm gonna say it again i say it often the reason why we call it the big truths of small mm-hmm. business we probably could even drop small business and say we're looking for the big truths that's right and we're not here to espouse all the big truths we're here to find them mm-hmm. and research them and, to- and toss them over and we're getting uh, we're real excited because we got a schedule coming up where we're going to have interview after interview after interview with with small business owners and and we're about to we're about to bring it, and uh, we had a guy scheduled this week, couldn't make it, but 
It's it's good stuff. Hey, so. Could make it. By the way, had the COVID nineteen. <laughs> the COVID nineteen. It's kind of it's kind of a perfect uh, show <laughs> to do right. since he's not here. Yep. Um, I'm going to bring another one here. We're going to call this number four and five. Okay. In crises during COVID, during chaos, it can be an easy thing to do to panic a little bit. And and through panic, make sort of reactionary quick decisions on things. Mm. Hey, you know, the neighbor has decided to close their business for COVID-19. Maybe I should too. The news says, you know, maybe I should have, you know, masks on everybody in the building, even though they're, they're all 20 feet apart. What what I'm suggesting here is that don't just make decisions in a panic and copy. Let's slow down. And so the number four and five is, the five is, act like that you're a huge company with a board of directors. Mm. Call in your board of directors, Travis. Your trusted advisors. I love this topic. and, And culminate. A decision out of a, a variety of trusted advisor opinions, Definitely. and by the way, I mean some can be a, just a great resource, Absolutely. a book. Yep. yep. Some could be a trusted friend, mm. colleague, a parent, a coach. What it doesn't need to be is five, four or five of the, from the same place. Don't don't right. get don't get. Three people from the from your church, or three people for the right. ball team, mix this thing up a little That's bit. Right. You know, you want you want you want a board of directors, right? You want the board of directors. So, I mean, I love this topic. I, you know, I've been blessed throughout my life. I've got people from opposing, and I love opposing opinions. Am I on your board? Oh, definitely, you're on the board. Board, I'm guys. I'm on Travis's and, board. And, and, in fact, you're the only paid position. <laughs> all, the, all, all the other board of directors are free. I mean, honestly, that's a real point. Well, I mean, listen, I'm worth it. I mean, people love to do this. You don't really have to go recruit a whole lot of this. No, I mean, yeah, they do. They, they love to do they it. They love to share what they think. Now, there's a couple of things about the board of directors over the years that I've learned. Okay. Everybody can't be on the board of directors. All right. So who, who do I not want? On the board of directors. All right, I don't want the guy that's on my kid's ball team that, um, you know, look, he, he's got some expertise in a field, but he's not focused on my small business or on my niche or on my deal. I'll listen to the opinion. I'll listen to anybody's opinion. Appreciate anybody taking the time to give an opinion. But the board of directors, I need to identify people who can separate their personal lot in life what they do um, from their opinion about my small business. I need to extract what they're an expert in, okay? Because I would say most small business owners have four or five or six people in their life who are ex- who are working on an expert level in certain categories. Right. And so what I'm looking for is I'm looking for that category out of that person. So I think that's an important point. Mm, absolutely. Make. When you build that board, you need to have, you know, four or five different categories that you can pull together. That's exactly right. Um, I think there's some traits you're looking for, too. Uh, and, and listen, we talk about the board of directors here probably, uh, uh, you know, on several podcasts because this 
having your trusted advisors is so critical it's to important. successful life. Well, we'll say and, that we'll say today at lunchtime we we were talking uh, to a team member. We were talking about leading with emotion. And so what I feel like the board of directors have done for me over the years, they, they have prevented me from leading with emotion right. because they're not hyper-emotional about my small business. It kind of goes back to that, those quick decisions. That comes from emotional Absolutely. decisions. Yeah. That's, not a, that's not a thought process decision. That's right. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, that board, first of all, if you, you know, if you got somebody to go to, then you're going to wait to make the decision until you pass those big decisions exactly across right. somebody. There's some time that takes place. And time is huge. Time is huge. Time's huge. And then this person is giving you an opinion. Uh, they're not always living with it. Uh, so, you know, there's there's different, uh, there can be opposing opinions, and that's great from the board. Of, it's a true board of directors. I mean, look, why do big companies have, what's the purpose? Why does Coca-Cola or any company you can think of well, listen, have I, a board I, of directors? I'll tell you why. Uh, and this kind of goes into our next point here. Um. When business is moving, we've all heard the tail wag the dog, you know, slogan. It's so powerful because it gives you an image of what can happen. If, if we don't have a guiding principle, a guiding philosophy, a guiding vision, a guiding mission statement, then we're going to let all of the problems of the day become our guide. And the tail's going to wag the dog. Absolutely. What the board of directors is designed to do is to state who we are, where we are, where we're going, why we're going there, how we're getting there, with who we're getting there. And they put all the numbers and parameters and everything around it. And 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 reason why major decisions need to pass through them is because. They're going to filter those major decisions across those points. We've already written them down. We've all agreed as a, as a company, as a team, as a group, this is how we're going to conduct business. This is who we are. And so when we make those decisions, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to make it across what we've already agreed that who we are is. And so the board can do that, but, but in the midst of the problem, the problem can, without having that guide, the problem can, can, take shape and, and, and decide for you well, where you, it's going. You, you COVID-19, hello. You, you can make pretty short-term decisions without a board of directors. You, you can fix your problem today, and you can create a much bigger problem tomorrow by fixing today's problem. So for me over the years, and I've got a couple of different versions of this. I mean, I'm going back at this point. I tell you what, I'm going back 20 years on the board of directors. I've got kind of a business board of directors, and I've got sort of a personal, and frankly, this is a personal life thing too. Before I make decisions in my personal life, there are people that I consult uh, that I think are good financially. Um, Joe's one of those people. I, I run this by, hey, Joe, I'm thinking about paying, you know, am, am I going to pay the car off? Or am I going to keep the money in the bank? You know, uh, the, the interest rate's this versus this. Okay, so I run that by people. There's emotional decisions. You know, hey, look, um, you know, I've got this situation at home with the kids or with, with, with my wife. Um, and I'm kind of thinking about going home and laying down the law and, and I'm going to tell them it's going to be this way. And, and I, and I get to hear, I get to say that to somebody before I present it to the people that I love and care about that has, have real, you know, real life 
uh, you know, things that happen after I do that. So I, I almost kind of think this, I mean, I think this is a life changing kind of conversation. Anybody that can grab onto it. How do you recruit it? I don't think it's all that formal. You probably already know them. You know, the, the board of directors probably already exist. It just has to be a, in your mind, you have if to. If they don't, go back and work for somebody. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Okay, yeah. keep going. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think before you make the next big decision, I think the way you identify it is you go, you know what, in a perfect world, I want to know what so-and-so would do. And when I can say, you know, I want to know what so-and-so would do about this, guess what? So-and-so, he's a board of director. And he's somebody I'm going to call, or she's somebody I'm going to call and say, you know what, I got, I got this deal going on at work. I think I'm going to fire this guy. You know, he's coming late two days in a row. You know, he takes an early lunch. Lunch lasts too long. I'm thinking about, they might get rid of this guy. And you start getting those questions. And, and from the appropriate board of director, and I'll tell you this, the right guy that's on your board will not just agree with you every time. If you no. find somebody agreeing with you every time, that's not the guy. That's not the girl. So you sort of get pushback, and you get to answer the questions when somebody's giving you the objection. And that's, man, that's all the difference in the world. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to flip this a little bit because we've talked about the headspace that crisis uh, brings, and, 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 and we have to figure out how to get rid of that. But in the context of that as well, um, I think I think crisis teaches us teaches us things about ourselves and about our business, and uh, we've talked about the board of directors are designed to, and again, board of directors in a, in, in, a, in a small company like ours is our trusted advisors. It's not official, but they're you know as the company gets bigger, you probably need to have something a little more official because you're talking about official. a lot more, yeah, talking a lot more money, maybe even other people's money. It, it can actually have a date on it. That's right. At some so, point, yeah. Uh, and so, but what what are they what are they doing? Well, they're helping to protect your vision and your mission statement. So, in crisis, what crisis teaches us is how strong is our our vision statement and our mission statement. Is it is it holding up? During COVID nineteen, are we relying on it when we're trying to make the decision? Are we going to cut the corner that we got to cut because of of cost that are happening here? Or, or, or again, who we are is 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 outlined here. Are we allowing the crisis to to change who we are? Yeah. And so, so what I'm saying saying is is COVID-19 can teach us about, and it's not just about who we are, but what kind of a culture have we, have we created and what's happening in, in our, in our, in our business. And it's going to tell you, you're going to, you're going to get some revealing things. And what I would say is listen to it, watch it. Don't ignore it. You're seeing the real deal. You're seeing it in overdrive right now. Pay attention to it. And if you don't like what you see, this is your opportunity. To, to shift. To ch- to ch- if you do like what you see, that's good news. Yeah. So, well, I, it teaches you some things. I agree. I, I think what it's teaching, I think it's teaching us right now is, man, it's just the core stuff of business. It's the stuff. I mean, I'll be honest with you. In a really good market, we've been in a really good market for our business. We just mm-hmm. have been, and, and there's been a few really good markets that we've got kind of a sustained business in over the years, and. 
What happens in a really good market for you? You get fat, you get sloppy. Oh, easy. You, you just do. Your, your tendency without focus is to lean towards the easiest thing to do, the easiest answer to give, the softest version of your business. Well, right now we're sort of snapping back. We're getting customers asking, why should I do business with you? How are you handling this crisis? What's your answer for COVID-19 in terms of dealing with tenants and property management collecting rent? Oh, by the way, Joe, wasn't there a federal sort of law or edict that came down that prevented you from evicting tenants? What happens if my tenant doesn't pay? Boy, these are just ridiculously real questions that our customers have, and I'm sure other industries' customers have the same questions. So I would say this. Do your people know? I'm, you know, this is something you and I, I think, are digging, are going deep in right now. Your people, not just you, your people really need to know what separates you from your competition. Let's get back to the core business, the differentiator. I mean, look, I went to college. There's one thing I remember from business school one professor, one class I you remember. You didn't show up a lot of class. I wasn't there a lot. If it was a nice day, I was playing golf. Okay, as as I experience, as I demonstrated to you today, is this is why we're doing I'm a sorry. podcast Whoa. at eleven p.m. Hey, excuse Don't me. talk about golf. No, Get no, to no. the point. Excuse me, since I defeated you today, I think you can you can relate to what I'm saying. So the one class I remember was a a uh, business class. He had us selling shoes, and we ran a computer mo- uh, model. You were going to be the cheap shoe. He was trying to demonstrate there's different categories. You're the you're the Nike Air Jordan, or you're the super cheap Walmart, you know. And you kind of you put strategies in, and the simulator ran those strategies. Boy, your people need to know where you sit in your industry. They need to be able to answer the question: Why are you different right now from your competitor? I just think everything about the fundamentals of doing business in crisis, a business in crisis needs to get better, stronger, and more vivid all the way down to whoever, you know, the, the frontline employee is needs to be able to answer the question. Hey, question. Joe, why should I do business with you? And, and, and not just a business in crisis, but a marketplace in crisis or an environment that's in crisis is what we are now. And so I, I agree with you. It, the clear, it goes back to clarity. Probably should have named the podcast clarity in, in an effort to be clear. I'm going to read. Read it, baby. My favorite book. A page out of the book. Where you at, Greg James Wiggins? Allen. Where you at, Greg Wiggins? As a man thinketh. Read it. And Travis brought this book today as a little gift to me, and I've never heard of it. And he said, open a page of the book because everything in it, it's like the Bible. Mm. Everything in it is good. It's just the truth. It's the truth. So I went, Boom. And just opened up to page 47. And at the top of the page, it says vision and ideals. And I just thought this was pretty fitting for the day. Because we're in an environment right now where the media, the mob, which, by the way, are all low percentages of the population, the but they are trying to control the population. I agree. Okay, I agree. so th- they're the mob. 2%. They're, they're, they're in an effort here to tell you that all of your problems are somebody else's fault. 
that that's that's the struggle. That's the battle that's going on here, underlying. Because if they can convince you of that, Travis, they got you. They got you. They can solve your problems. They got the you because that's right. they can fix it for they you. They can fix it for you, which means you're out of control. Absolutely. So, opening this book up, page forty-seven, and thinking about the environment we're in, which I'm listen. We're on a podcast. We're being videoed. It's 11 o'clock at night. It's 11 o'clock at night, and I could get way deeper into this. <laughs> We're, that might be show 100. Yeah, let's do that later. So I'm just going to read it you. might be the after. I'm just going to read you the page in the book because it's so fitting. In all human affairs, there are efforts and there are results. And the strength of the effort is the measure of the result. Chance is not. Gifts, powers, material, intellectual, and spiritual possessions are the fruits of effort. They are thoughts completed, objects accomplished, visions realized. The vision that you glorify in your mind, the ideal that you enthrone in your heart, this you will build your life by. This you will become. As a man thinketh, go get it now. It's the answer. Wow. It is the answer. That right there just said, by your efforts, by your efforts, by your efforts, the fruit of your efforts is how you realize the desires of your heart. That's essentially what I just said. It, 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 it's not what you're thinking. It begins with what you're thinking. It's not just what you're thinking. I mean, I mean, ultimately, the success of your small business, the success of your family, the success of your life, I mean, it, it boils down, I mean, you know, Joe and I are Christian guys. Uh, it, it boils down to, uh, you know, I think of James, the book of James. It boils down to what you do. I mean, how, how does what you think result in what you actually do? Well, look, when we're talking about getting out of your headspace, I'm going to tie this knot for you here, tie it back to you. At the end of the day, it is what you do that matters. Nobody else really gets to partake too much in what you think. Right. By the way, we're human beings. And we think a lot of stupid things and mm. messed up things and things we wouldn't want to expose, wouldn't want to say on this podcast. Without question. But what we do, that... That's who you are. That's who you are. And that's, what, and that's what people remember. And do not follow the mob that says that it's somebody else's responsibility. Somebody else's fault. Somebody else's fault. Somebody else needs to fix it. No, it's it, it's your damn fault. Hey, hey, I got news here. It's your damn fault, Travis. It's my fault. Let me tell you if something. If you don't have... Money, it's not because you didn't have opportunity. 
Maybe it's because you didn't seek opportunity. Maybe it's because you didn't position yourself to take advantage of opportunity. Maybe it's because you surround yourself with friends that squash your opportunity. But I tell you what it is, it's your fault. And this right here exposes it. I'll tell you what that exposes is the person, the entity, the one that's going to fix it. You. Brother, it's going to be me. You. You know what? I operate in sales. It's a very data-driven business. How many people do I talk to? How many sales calls do I go on? How many presentations do I do? That's it. There, there's a one-to-one correlation in my life as to what do I, what do, I do versus, versus the result that I get. Am I hearing this? Do you, do you like Travis that? has come around. Oh, I've come this around. has been like six months uh, of this, training. This has been Joe's philosophy. This has been training. Along. If I had only listened to Joe. If it is, is to be, it's up to me. <laughs> God, that's Travis my, hey, has finally gotten here. Where, where's my high school football coach? I have if, pulled you so far from the left side of the political aisle. Definitely not. That I've gotten you there. <laughs> definitely not. Finally. It, if it is to be, it's up to me. It, it, I love it. In 1990, spring football practice, everybody repeat after me. Where are you at, Coach Kennedy? If it's to be, it's, it's up, up to, to me. me. <laughs> so listen, how do you get out of your headspace? I'm going to be – let's just underscore it here. It's up to you. It ain't nobody else's fault. It ain't COVID's fault. Well, because we can't control COVID. I, I can't control what CNN says about COVID. It's worse than that. But it's up to you. It's worse than that. Nobody get, nobody else gives a damn. Outside of your household and your business, guess what? Nobody else cares. They don't. And uh, and I appreciate that there's a lot of people out there that might pat you on the back for all of your, you know, you know, statements about, you know, things that make you feel better in the world. But I can tell you all the people that you actually want to associate with, it's not what they're thinking. Mm-mm. They're thinking, what have you done for me lately? What mm. What have you done? What value do you bring? What value do you bring? Yeah. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> That's the cold hard truth. It is the cold hey, hard hey, truth. Oh, 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 it well, is the cold hard truth. Let, let's talk about, oh, God, I hate this. Okay. Hang on, Jeff. It's the it's the truth. Mm-hmm. You ready? <laughs> What's your spouse care about? What are you trying to do here? What kind of value have you brought? You know what she cares about? What she care about? She cares about quality time with me. I'm just telling you. Are you are you bringing value? Anybody you lock eyeballs with, that's all they care about. That value can be, are you listening? To, are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you listening to me? You know, I mean, for a lot of people, it's just listening to me. Do you hear what I'm saying? Are you empathizing with We talked about that last week. Are you providing empathy with me? For your customer, are you serving me? Are you are you meeting the, the, the obligation that we agreed to here? Uh, but at home, it's the same thing. You know, and I, I think that's a huge part of what we bring to the table here in this podcast is... This is a 360. What what works in your small business, by the way, works in your small house as well. Yeah, keep it keep it real. Keep it in perspective. Let your thoughts be informed by the informed. 
and uh, you're gonna be fine. Uh, but the cool thing about it is, as long as we own our own actions and thoughts, then we can change whatever we want to change. That's the freeing thing of that conservatism. Thing. You better believe it. No, is, is, is you you own completely uh, own your future. Hundred percent. That is the definition of conservatism, and on that, we're going to oh, call it a day. About to play it and roll it out. I'll play it. Play it. We got the truth. We got the truth. We got the truth. A small business. We got the truth. We got the truth. We got the big truths of small business. Sponsored by Yes I Rent. Yes I Rent. Yes I Rent. Property management. Place good tents and collect your rent. Maintain your properties and account for it. True. We got the truth. Sing we got it. the truth. We, we got, got the big truth. A small business sponsored by SRN. Guys, Woo! thanks for coming and listening video and audio to hey, the big hey, truths hey. of small business. And we are on Spotify. We are on God. Apple. We're Everything. on YouTube. Google. YouTube. We're on yesirent.com. And this episode, if it turns out well, will be on YouTube. Love you, YouTube. Appreciate you guys. See you, bye.